GrassCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tan, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Amazing. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tan. I'm Dr. Damien Christoph. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives and Guys, this is crazy. This is crazy. We're at the wall, live at the Wellness Summit, and I can't believe we have 600 people here jam-packed in the room in Melbourne, Crown. This is crazy stuff. I can't wait to hear you make up more words. <laughs> I'm itching for it. Itching. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so exciting. It's amazing. And uh, everyone's had a great day. You can tell by the, the applause, you know, tinned applause. That was amazing. Canned laughter. All that sort of stuff. So it's, it's terrific. It's wonderful. And it's been inspiring. Like, how good has it been hearing all the stories today? Like, stories of people who've come along here and are making changes for themselves and for their communities. Uh, such an inspiration, which is what we've been all about. And so exciting to see it in action. Mm, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been an amazing day so far. I've been, you know, meeting some inspiring people. And so we also have a special guest um, on the stage. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast, you actually can't see us. So we actually have the great Cindy O'Mara on the stage. <laughs> And we will also have Kim Morrison and Karen Smith after they sign their autographs and take their pictures and stuff. Because it's just two (laughs) two rock stars. That's right. We've got even more rock stars, Damo. It's unbelievable. More rock stars. (laughs) But I've got Lawrence to the right and Sydney to the left. It's unbelievable. We'll compete. We're good at it. (laughs) Well, listen, guys, on this podcast, what we're going to do is we actually selected a few questions for us to answer. And uh, Marcus is going to be guiding the, these uh, people to ask this question, and we'll do our very best to answer these questions. And uh, why don't we start with the first for question yeah, so for right. Damien? Yeah, so for All right, there you go. Okay. Okay. From here, from here. Right, uh, hi guys. Um, my name is Hestangers. I'm uh, from Marx's territory, South Gippsland. I've got a question for Damien. Damien, I'm, I'm a baby boomer, probably uh, the age of your parents. And um, <laughs> as I look around at my fellow travellers, people my age group, what I'm noticing is that uh, it's, a, it's a fairly woeful display of, of wellness. Um, paradoxically, the, the generation that set the world on fire in the 60s appears to have burnt out somewhere along the way. Crafty. If you had one and only one suggestion to make to my generation, 65 and over, your parents perhaps, what would that one suggestion be? Remembering that where we're at at the moment is the product not of five or ten years, but probably a lifetime. Run a marathon. Oh, right. That's <laughs> a marathon. That'd be Brett. No, Brett's no that's Brett. <laughs> that's such an excellent question. So my one suggestion is in three parts. <laughs> the first part of that is that you need to find your inspiration again. Okay, because the reason why people aren't doing well uh, in their health and wellness journey is because they lack inspiration. That's, that's the number, that's the letter A part of part one. And number B, or letter B. <laughs> oh, I'm not making up words myself now. It's a. Oh, 
So, oh, I can actually physically beat you in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can just mute me on Skype. So, uh, on just part, abuse part on B Skype. is that you need to find purpose, okay? So you've got inspiration, which gives you a reason for it, your purpose. But engagement is the thing, the key thing here. So engagement. If you're not engaged in the people in your life, engaged in their life, engaged in your kids, your grandkids, you're not engaged in the community, then again, not only do you not have lack of purpose or lack of inspiration, then you got, there's no direction. So you've got to find engagement. And then the next thing is, regardless of where you are at, and of course food is something that you can change, but probably the most important thing is exercise. And, uh, and this is coming from a foodie. But the one thing that, uh, that we've found uh, with, with doing the 100 Not Out podcast is that the three things that have people successfully ageing, and, and food isn't one of them, is exercise, purpose, and engagement. And, and that's the one suggestion I would have to get your eye. <laughs> Hi guys, my name's Claire, Claire. and my question is for Cindy. Cindy, what would be your suggestions for healing an autoimmune condition? It's a simple one. You want me... (laughs) You know, I I find this really hard because we have an hour, and they've got half an hour. So I'll try and succinctly put it. So with autoimmune diseases, first of all, we know that there are probably 10 or so things that are causing the problem. So starting from heavy metals to antibiotics and, and so on, it just keeps going. So in order to reverse that condition, number one, get rid of gluten. We know that gluten is part of the perpetuation of autoimmune diseases in about 200 of them. So number one, get rid of gluten, you might as well get rid of wheat. You know, we've already talked about that one um, in the Wellness Summit. Clean up your diet completely. No additives, preservatives and flavourings. Uh, no hydrogenated vegetable oils. No homogenised milks or no uh, anything that has been changed in any way. Have a one ingredient pantry where you know exactly what's going into your diet. So I have nuts and seeds and herbs and everything there. And then you know. Because you, we don't know where the beginning of our food is these days. Eat as local as you can, as organic as you can, and eventually we may be able to arrest that disease. And we are arresting those diseases by doing that, you know, like Hashimoto's, which is a, a thyroid condition. When we take people off gluten, the thyroid stops being eaten by the body. Type 1 diabetes. We're actually finding that if there's still some beta cells there, then there might be some hope. But, so it, to me, it's about cleaning up the diet, cleaning up your environment, and getting rid of gluten, definitely. You know and, any, cleaning, and fixing up the digestive tract as well. You know yeah. any good elimination protocols they could do, Cindy? <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Full-face fat elimination and the hunter-gatherer. Right? <laughs> Um, just before we get to the next question, are you feeling a bit naked there that you can't Facebook and t- tweet at the same time we do a podcast? <laughs> just so you know, I'm disclosing. Like, oh, no. he, he, he would be Usually. Facebooking and tweeting at the same time while we're doing a podcast. It's just ridiculous. All right, sorry, Marcus, next question. Hi, um, my name's Barbara, and my question is for Lawrence. Um, so over the past eight months, I've gone on sort of a journey myself of really um, health and well-being, really changed my diet, been um, really healthy, like probably the healthiest I've ever been in my life. Congratulations. And even um, have started um, trying to run and have, my trainer has asked me to enter an event. And on Monday, I came down with a cold <laughs> and sick before my first event, which is tomorrow morning. Mm. What would um, you suggest, like... With mindset, how do I get over um, 
you know, being unwell but sort of still going into that event? Okay. So first of all, we're going to handle the mindset stuff, and then I'm going to pass it on to Damon to give you the nutritional advice, right? So you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, right? You just need to know the smartest person in the room. <laughs> so the thing is, is with the quantum mindset, I think it begins with that quote that Dan Sullivan said, right? All progress begins by telling the truth. The truth is, is that you're going to be struggling tomorrow, right? And that your initial goals of trying to achieve that milestone or that goal of trying to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve tomorrow, it's going to be offset. Just be okay with it, right? Be kind to yourself that you don't be forcing yourself to achieve something that you set for yourself because you have a limitation. That's the truth, okay? But there's definitely certain things. But that's, that will just take the pressure off, doesn't it? Okay, once you take the pressure off, then let's talk about nutritional advice to kind of get you through it. There you go. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara comes to my practice, right? So I know Barbara, right? So she's, <laughs> she's tried to get a sneaky extra answer, right? <laughs> well, Barbara already knows what I'm going to say nutritionally, but of course there's a whole host of things. It's the clean eating thing. There's some really great herbs that you can use to boost the immune system. One of the key things I would suggest that you do tonight is try and get a fever. Okay, so you can burn off whatever it is that's in your body. So heat your body up. So one of the great things that I use is a very, very simple recipe. You can get some whole fresh milk that's got all the fat and you know, all, the, all the goodness in it. And then I put some turmeric in it. And I put some cinnamon in it and a little bit of honey and stir that around to simmer it. And just drink a couple of glasses of that. And I'll try and raise your temperature as high as you can. Rug up and sweat it out tonight. And that'll be the best way to go. Did you get that recipe? See, that's why I don't answer those type of questions. Um, my name's Sylvia. I just want to thank you guys for a wonderful day. It's been fabulous. Thank you. And my question is for you, Brett. Um, I'm in an older age bracket now, and over the years have had to wear more supportive shoes with more padding underfoot. If I go barefoot, by the end of the day, my whole body is affected by pain, and I end up with a headache. Can I learn to walk again at my age barefoot? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a good question. Good question. And okay. the answer is probably maybe. <laughs> so, or, or I would actually say probably. All right. So um, what I would suggest you do is go and see a really good podiatrist uh, who works with barefoot stuff. Okay? Um, and they'll be able to let you know because there is a percentage of the population who may have some sort of congenital anomaly, who may have some degeneration, who, who may actually not be suited to doing that anymore. Uh, and it's only a very small percentage of the population though. All right? so, so go see someone and find out whether or not that may be the case. Make sure you go see someone who specialises in doing barefoot stuff. Um, and then the key from there is that really, you know, your body has probably become quite deconditioned over a period of time from wearing all those shoes, from being on flat surfaces, from not having that stimulation of your feet. So it's just a matter then of building it up, right? So for you, that might mean that you just go and uh, go barefoot for 15 minutes a day to start with and then put your shoes back on, okay? And just build it up really slowly. Um, and I think you'll find that if you do it that way, then you're more than capable of doing it and being really healthy and loving it and feeling great. Um, just okay, you know, one bite at a time, just chunk it down a little bit. Cool. Welcome on stage. It's Karen Smith. She's late. Just in case nobody knew. We just got got inundated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your talk was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Hi. Hello. Hi, my name's Simone. Hi, Simone. 
Um, with everything that I've heard this morning and other things that I've been learning in the last few months, I'm just wondering, this is for you, Cindy, sorry, um, if our modern food choices and the mass availability coupled with our stress responses cause illnesses um, and auto, you know, things like autoimmune disease and cancer, how do these links then relate uh, to a 12-month-old baby being diagnosed with leukaemia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I believe, is that we are so far removed from the natural order of things that we've lost our way. So, and I'm not saying this is you or anyone else, but this is what happens. Before we're pregnant, we eat the bad foods, okay? Then we get, and both parties, then we get pregnant, we take antibiotics. 30% of Australian women are taking antibiotics when they're pregnant. Then what happens, we have ultrasounds, glucose tolerance testing, God knows what else we're having. Then after that, we may have a caesarean section and induction. An induction, they now have shown that 50% of people have an induction have an increase in a child having autism. Then we've got, um, we have the baby, it may be through forceps or whatever, and the structural, they have structural problems, and then they need basically chiropractors in order to help the, the structure of the body. Then we give them vitamin K, and then we give them a 24-hour vaccination for hep B. Then we continue to assault them chemically. And so I, I look at it this way, we have to go back to our natural roots. And then we have a baby in a sick place. Is, is pregnancy a sickness? We want a baby in a healthy place. And so I, I actually believe hospitals are the wrong place to have a baby. And I don't know if we can have a revolution happen here, but in Holland, you still have your babies at home. But I, you know... Yeah. So the more you stack in, in against your favour the greater the problem will happen to that child with allergies, autism, Asperger's, asthma. We've got so many... Our kids are so sick. And I don't think it's just this generation. It started the generation before, where medicines were being given. Like, my dad was a pharmacist in the 50s, and he was dishing out medications that then they had babies and then they had babies. And so we have two generations going on to a third generation where we are doing, we're making pregnancy and, and um, birth and all that a medical condition. It's not. That's my belief. Can I, yeah, can I add something in there break. as well? Because I just want to um, point out that it's, it's not, it may not even just be the parents either. You know, yeah. we're now seeing these epigenetic effects that are mm. passing down through generations. And so sometimes it'll be things that the grandparents did or the great-grandparents did we're now seeing can actually affect these kids as well. So it's, it's not even just the immediate effects of our lifestyle, but effects over time that can actually be passed down epigenetically through the genes as well. And, you know, the chemical revolution started uh, around the 40s after the Second World War. And my family was in the middle of the chemical revolution. So I have 11 family members, seven are boys, six are hemophiliacs. I've had two breast cancers in my family. We've had um, autoimmune diseases. I, in 11 children, three are left. They would have been aged between the ages of 75 and um, 50. So I was in the middle of that. But you know what? I'm not going to let them beat me. I'm not going to let what they believe is the genetics. You know, if, if anyone's got poor genes, it's me. But I'm not going to let anything change. I'm just going to do the best that I can in order to give myself the best genetic potential and the best potential I have in life. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing, because yeah, I, I said then what the, 
grandparents did or what the great-grandparents did. And what I wanted to say was what the, also what they were exposed to because they might not have done every, anything. And as Sydney said, some of those chemicals, they just didn't even know. They were getting exposed to stuff, mm. stuff sprayed down on them, all sorts of things happening uh, that they didn't even know about. So I just wanted to point that out. So nice that you clap when I get the microphone. It's great. <laughs> it's Damien Christoph. How about that? Rockstar. You know, it's, there's a lot of anxiety associated with the word cancer, isn't there? Like truckloads, and no one really knows where to go, where it's going to be, how it's going to end, where it's going to get to. But if you were to get a cancer, you'd want to get a blood cancer, like a leukaemia, because most of them can be fixed, which is great. So, you know, that's a blessing in disguise. Um, and, and cleaning up your home, cleaning up all those things, the things that Nicole talked about, you know, doing whatever you can within your own power, within your own finances, to be able to achieve what you can achieve, your own resources. Do whatever you can to give your child the best go. The doctors, the oncologists, they would give it their best go, of course, and, uh, and do whatever you can. But it is probably the most successfully treated cancer of all of them. Yeah. Hi, guys. My name's Rachel, and my question's for Karen. Um, it's in regards to depression. Um, I'm a mum of three and I'm worried about the mental health of my children when they get older. Uh, what I want to know is, dep- is depression genetic? My father has depression, my brother has depression, my grandfather and grandmother both had bipolar and my husband just recently suffers from depression as well. My question is, is there something that I can do to ensure that this doesn't get passed on and is it environmental or just circumstantial? There's a lot of depressed people in your life. Oh, <laughs> far from it. No, far from it. So I hold a view around depression, having experienced it and studied it, that depression is something we do rather than something we have. Now, there are sometimes extenuating circumstances that can predispose us to depression. And in my case, it was trauma that predisposed me to depression. But I have to say that the trauma in and of itself wasn't the cause. Depression was a choice that I made to address the cause. So depression was the effect where the cause was being blown up. So depression is something that we choose on a day-by-day basis. Now, you can't think something, you can't make a choice around something without it having a physical effect to the body because the head and the the body are connected. So what we think affects the body and what what the body goes through affects what's going on in the mind. So the two are connected. So it is a multi-pronged approach that we need to take in terms of protecting your children or, or enhancing their experience of life so that they don't choose depression. I guess your greatest challenge is educating your children on a different perspective on life because the other people in your life, your parents and your husband and so on, have chosen depression as the only option. Depression is not the only option. Depression is one option which gives us a reason to not participate in life. And I know that that sounds harsh and for some of you guys you may have had people with depression in your lives or you may have experienced it yourself. But I can tell you something hand on heart from somebody who's been through it to suicide and come out the other end. I can tell you right now, I knew exactly what I was doing every day that I chose depression. Every day I chose it, and I chose it because I wanted a payoff. And for me, that payoff was attention. And I'm happy to admit it, and it was yuck. I wanted attention. 
And depression gave me that because everybody around me gave me an excuse why I wasn't participating in life, why I sat on the lounge, why I cried myself to sleep, why I didn't have a good relationship, why I couldn't earn money, why I couldn't be successful, why I couldn't participate in my family's life. Everybody would say, oh, poor Karen, don't worry, she's depressed, she's been blown up. Man, I had the best damn excuse ever. But I knew what I was doing. Depressed people are not unaware. They are aware. They just don't know how to choose anything different. So our job is to give depressed people something else to choose. And the only thing that you can do, my love, is to give the other people in your life an example of possibility. So you have to live the fullest, most extraordinary, the grandest life you possibly could so that then people like us that have suffered with depression can look at you and say, my God, I would rather that than lying on the lounge crying, feeling sorry for myself. I would rather experience the roller coaster of life and come out the other side of it magnificent and more because of my experiences rather than being somebody who uses their experiences as an excuse not to participate. It's a harsh reality, but it is a choice that depressed people make. We choose it and we know we are choosing it. We know. So don't make excuses for us. We know. And we're choosing it because we're getting something out of it. And usually it's attention or it's to not be responsible or to not participate. It's a way out for us. So we may not know how else to think. But when we see somebody like you living a grand life, experiencing extraordinary experiences and sharing it, don't, don't keep it a secret. Don't run around on eggshells. Don't run around on eggshells around depressed people. Please don't. Be amazing in front of them. And then you're giving them another option. You're giving them another perspective because the perspective they've got is a lie and they just don't know how to get out of it. Does that help? Yeah, welcome. Really welcome to stage, Kim Morrison. You've been talking. Really? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's not like you. No. Tart. <laughs> Dirty two dollar crinkle. Oh. <laughs> she didn't say that. Sorry, sorry. This is, this is the wellness guy show. This is the show, not up for a chat. This is sort of language. Go do your own show. We, we, we can we'll record edit. your show later. On we up, can edit. On up for a chat, we say tart. <laughs> All right. I, I actually have a question. Yeah. It's anonymous. And it's for you, Lawrence. Fear. Comfort zone thing. Yeah. And I actually think it's for Karen, too. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, you ready, girls and boys? Do you notice we match? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Unintentionally. How do you keep your skin and hair so perfect? <laughs> great question, great question. <laughs> it wasn't for me. This is a true question. Lies. From Damien and Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the answer? Well, what's the answer, girls and boys? What's the answer? You start. You go. <laughs> well, it takes commitment. <laughs> Discipline. Time. It takes time. This started at 5.30. This is a look. It takes commitment. It takes a willingness to participate. <laughs> it takes a routine and a ritual. <laughs> and organic stuff. So, so, if that's what Lawrence does, what do you do? 
Lawrence? Uh, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Um, I'm from Canada, so you know I've frozen my skin for about you know, the last 27 years first, and then came to Australia. And now it's slowly deteriorating in the sun. No, um, for me, for skin purposes, like no, jo- joking aside, like I'm 38 years old. Just so disclosure. Um, mo- you laugh at that. I think from the skin perspective, it's I think it's just eating good food. I really, honestly, just been eating really good food and just taking care of myself. But taking care of myself in the sense of stress. Right? It's about managing and balancing your life. Not actually, that's a lie. Balance is, life balance doesn't exist. Okay? It does not exist. There's no such thing as life balance. Right? I think of life as this. I've heard this uh, w- wonderful example. It's about like a p- plate spinner. Anybody seen a plate spinner before? Right? Plate spinners, like, they'll start off with one plate and they'll spin that plate. And then they, what do they got to do? They got to go to the next plate. Right? But by the time they go to the second plate, what do they have to do? They have to go to the first plate. Then they go go back to the third plate. They start the third, but then they have to start spinning the second. Then they go back to the first and the third. And then they got to put the fourth plate on. They got to go second, third, one, fourth, three. That's what life is about, isn't it? That's what all our lives are like. So there's no such thing as balance because the plates are always off balance. You can only focus on one thing at a time. Guys, you with me? Yeah. <laughs> one track mind. So the thing is, is that I think it's about keeping focus on one thing at a time, but being able to detach yourselves away from that one thing when you're focusing on something else. Not trying to be in the gray zone. The gray zone is when you focus on two things at the same time. When you're at work, you think about your family. When you're family, you think about work. That's gray zone. That kills you. That stresses you. And I think that creates that stress within your body. And that's what I try. I, these guys know I eliminate everything as much as possible and simplify my life to like zero as much as I can. I delegate as much as I can. And I focus on what I do best, which is like 1%. Me? Seriously. No, seriously. 1%, I want to focus on that genius. 99% of things I don't do, I delegate. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Mm-hmm. Because there's other people around me. Remember I said I talked about surrounding people around me? Those people are genius at what they do. Lucinda's in here somewhere, who's my personal assistant. She's genius at what she does. She makes me fall through on things that I'll never fall through. Make sense? So I will make sure I have people around my life to ensure that those things happen for that one reason. So I think that would be my answer to that. I don't spend hours, by the way. <laughs> this takes like 30 seconds. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. Um, my question is for Kim. And as a young person in a um, healthy relationship that he accompanied me here today um, with someone that I hope to have a family with. What is the best advice you have for creating and man- maintaining a successful and happy relationship with your spouse? Hmm. Where is he? Where is he? Reveal yourself. Stand up. Stand up. Where is he? <laughs> the one Stand turning up. around. <laughs> yeah, we're there. You go. You. There he is. Come on, everyone. Listen good. Look, we've been married 20 years this year. I think that deserves a round of applause. Um, But has every moment been perfect? Uh, No. Um, Have there been times where I thought divorce might be an option? Yes. Um, Is there times where he irritates the heck out of me? Yes. I'm not sure I do the same, so I don't think there's the same problem. I feel the same way. (laughs) Tart. (laughs) 
but you know what? There's a couple of keys here, and the boys might like me for this one. We read a book years ago by a man called, um, it was Venus, Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars, John but the, John Gray. But the next one was Mars and Venus in the Bedroom, and I got it. <laughs> Tart. <laughs> You know, we're going there like we always do. I'm scared. I'm sorry. Um, We have to edit her. But to me, what it was is I learned that men can't stop thinking about it, right? And we get exhausted about it. And sometimes it's okay just to have a quickie. um, And that you just, then both of you are happy, right? Because you haven't had to put in, although that's not a good line. Oh, man. Let me reframe that one. We just went from G rating to R rated. But the beautiful thing about it is that it it, it serves both purposes. And often for women, just by putting out for those few minutes or, say, 30 seconds, actually it can become quite an enjoyable experience. So that's the first thing. So that's the first thing. The second thing is about, I tell you what, Danny and I have seen a therapist and we've been seeing a therapist for years because we just enjoy seeing, uh, having someone give you advice. And one of the things she said to me is one of the hardest things in this day and age is that women are trying to be men almost. Like she, she believes she's 86 years of age that women running the country is not a good thing. And I say this with heart, hand on my heart and all respect to every woman prime minister and everybody out there, but the, the point is, is that men these days are starting to wonder who the heck they are or what their job is anymore. They were the hunter-gatherer. They were the ones that needed to come home and for us to say, honey, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. But they need that. And then after the other thing I learned from, what's his name, Alan Pease, who said, women communicate 32,000 gestures and communicative words a day. Men, 7,000. So often they come home and their quota is spent. (laughs) But we've had kids that have only gurgled to us and we've got 31,000 to go. (laughs) So my key is this. Give them space. That's why I have oils. My key with Danny, I was run, when he came in grunting, I would run him a bath. Put orange oil or celebrate and uplift. It's the communication oil. I'd leave him in there for 10, 15 minutes. He's absolutely rejuvenated. And then I come out and we communicate. I'm, I'm being serious. Sometimes giving in a way of celebrating and honouring them and not taking it personally is actually one of the greatest gifts we can give our men. And I believe the key to looking after my husband is putting him on the same platform as me but honouring his role as a man. My job is to nurture and dominate many times. But that's okay. (laughs) He knows when to quit the argument. (laughs) You know what? Does that help? It's rituals, Rituals. it's dates, it's it's honouring one another and and communicating. All together now. I think the boys are happy. Boys, would you be happy with a 30-second quickie? Just saying. Just saying. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you made him a very happy man over there, by the way. He's looking at us great on his face. Boy. <laughs> now, that's just a taste of Kim. <laughs> oh, was that an offer? Sorry. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be closing off the show. we got uh, one more question on that note. As we just went from R rating, we lost our G rating on iTunes now. Um, Damien, you got the last question there? 
Uh-oh. Oh, yes, you need a mic. Oh, yes. Yes. Hogger. All right, here we go. Um, this is a great question, actually, um, and I've been asked to read it because it is a great question. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> that didn't mean, I didn't mean it to sound like that. So this is from, this is from Jane McLeod. She knows who she is. <laughs> Can you stand up, please, Jane? Where's Jane? Over there. Jane says... I have a girl crush on Cindy. Can I please get... It says hug, but I'm going to say cuddle from her. And uh, the answer is yes. So come and get a hug. Come on down. Oh, wait, wait. I'll I'll do what Kim and Karen do to me. You ready? Hug me. Well, guys, thank you so much for um, this, you know, letting us record live on the Wellness Summit. Have you guys had a good time? Yeah. So if someone asked you whether they should come to the Wellness Summit next year, wherever it's going to be, would you recommend it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So until next week, guys, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week or next year for the Wellness Summit the next week of the Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of the Check us out on Facebook and join in conversation on facebook.com forward slash the bonus couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The bonus couch. Streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from 100 Not Out here. Wow, what a world of summit we had in Melbourne. 600 people filled the Crown Conference Centre to listen to Cindy O'Meara and her Up for a Chat colleagues, David Gillespie, Ron Ehrlich. Nicole Bilgema and the Wellness Guys, of course. And guess what? We recorded every single minute of it. That's right. You can see nine world-class speakers with over seven hours of footage in the comfort of your own home. How cool is that? The best news is, until midnight Saturday the 7th, September 2013, this pack is just $147. Then it'll go to $197. So to pre-order your Wellness Summit Home Study Program for just $147, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.